watching one championship. Man, I so um I didn't get a chance to cover the fights before that because my tablet was charging. But um I just caught I so this is my take of the fight that I'm currently watching right now. Um Buchecha versus Krishenko. I mean Puchecha just nasty jujitsu, man. I mean, as soon as it hit the ground, got a leg lock and pretty much finished it like that. I mean, it was it didn't even take long. I like how he was rocking the BJ Penn shorts. Uh, shout out to BJ Penn. But yeah, it it didn't take long and it was it was that quick. But that but that's just a proof, man. There's just levels to this shit. Whether it's the striking, ground, wrestling, or even just MMA, there's levels. Papayat versus Michael. I mean, dude, this was a Muay Thai fight with MMA gloves. And man, it was good. Papayat wasted no time. You know, I mean, he, he wasted no time. He jumped on Michael from the very first round and just put it on him, started working the strikes. He was first every time. Second round, he parries the kick. Comes over with a right hook, follows up with a nasty left high kick that pretty much caught him as Michael ducked down from the right from the right hook. So pretty much it was a it was just a clean clean collision. Just and Michael gets cracked, falls flat on his back, he's out, fight is over, Papayette. Of course, he is the winner of the, well, he moves forward in the, the Muay Thai, in the One Championships Muay Thai Flyweight Tournament. And man, it's good. <laughs> that was nice. Just, it was clean and just clean, accurate precision. I mean, I didn't even see it coming, you know, you know, where it's like, you know, that that's, that's the difference between, and that's how you know and that's that's how you know the difference between something that's actually perfectly set up versus something that's just like not set up at all you know perfect example leon edwards that kick was obvious where this kick was not obvious like i didn't even see it coming it looked like he was throwing the knee when you watch the replay he picked up his leg like as if he was throwing a knee and then snapped the kick and caught him with the shin instead it was just beautiful beautiful technique clean and precision i mean yeah this is the this, <laughs> this muay thai flyweight tournament is gonna be awesome um yeah i i, I can't wait to see poppy at fight rodong that's gonna be an awesome fight nong ho versus liam harrison dude that was crazy i mean fight started out both guys were measuring the distance and getting, you know, finding their shots. And Nong Ho was just finding a home for that leg kick. And, you know, Liam seemed fine. You know, in the beginning, you know, he was doing a good job. He didn't, he didn't seem phased by the kicks. He even checked a couple. But just, it. but as soon as he buckled after, as soon as that he started to buckle on that front leg, you knew he was in danger. And Liam did a good job of trying to close the distance push Nong Ho back up to the fence, but it was to no avail. 
Nong Ho, I mean, Liam did a good job of trying to press Nong Ho back up to the fence to, you know, close the distance and keep him from, you know, unloading with those kicks. But, you know, Nong Ho, man, he just found the range. He found a home. He, he, he had, once he, once he got the distance for that low kick and found the right point to hit, it was just all, it was all over. I mean, cracked him with a nice low kick right behind the knee and pretty much Liam drops, Liam drops, can't continue, fight is over. I mean, it was just, it was a beautiful, beautiful display of distance, you know. Like I said, you got to give credit to Liam, you know. He knew he was in trouble, so he started pressing the action, pushing Nong Ho to the fence to try to close the distance. And, but, you know, Nong Ho did a good job of staying calm and not letting Liam and not falling to the pressure of Liam, and he just kept finding a home for that low kick, you know, just, just, just once he, once he got the range and found a home for that low kick, it was over, so congrats, so yeah, congrats to Nong Ho, I mean, he, you know, he wins, I believe, yep, he continues to, he's a seven-time Muay Thai Bantamweight Championship, Bantamweight Championship of, of 1FC, um, yeah, um, yeah, and still pretty much, he, he's, and still, yeah, he, he's a, yeah, and still, yeah, congrats to Nong Ho, seven times, seven time champion, seven time one championship in the Bantamweight division of Muay Thai, um, <clears throat> awesome. Man, these fights are great. These are better than UFC, man. Mighty Mouse versus Marias. I mean, dude, Mighty Mouse is by far the greatest of all time. I mean, there is without a doubt. I mean, it was a very competitive fight. You know, Marias, you know, showing his length, his movement, his power being an issue for DJ. And DJ, you know, doing a good job of walking Mariah's down. You know, there's a difference between just plain old pressure and tactical pressure. And DJ did a very good job of applying tactical pressure. And for the times and whenever he hit the ground, he didn't stay there. You know, he didn't stay there and give up or try to stall. He immediately was working from the bottom, throwing up kicks, throwing elbows, working submissions. He never stayed always working from half guard to full guard to trying to get back up to his feet. He, he never stayed... He, he never stayed in one place. He always maintained the activity. And that was one of the things that really... One of the reasons why his pressure was so effective was because he wasn't worried about the takedown. You know, that I definitely... You know, especially in MMA, when... And that's one of the key things about applying pressure in MMA is you can't be worried about the takedown. And DJ did a good job of not being worried about the takedown and having an answer for if he does get taken down. Um, the fight was very competitive, though. I mean, Marias was landing good shots. He almost finished DJ at one point, cracked him with a head kick, almost had him stop. But DJ being calm, composed, you know, making good decisions, not making dumb decisions. Um, you know, you can see that the knees on the ground are still a bit difficult for him. Um, just because there was a position after getting rocked where Marias kind of had him tied up and was throwing knees and he seemed to have a little bit of an issue where 
his his instinct was to kind of turtle up where instead the best move would either be to get up or maybe pull guard so he you know but he stayed calm he stayed composed and you know even though it was a little off-putting still he still made the right decision he pulled guard worked from the bottom was very effective by the bottom i might add i mean you know he's been all he's always been good on the bottom but but this but we've never actually seen him really work from the bottom that much if you watch his past fights we've never really seen him work that much from the bottom other than i think the fight with dominic cruz and this i mean his bottom game i think has improved tenfold i mean the way he was throwing strikes mixing in with the submissions mixing you know constantly switching from half guard to full guard i mean It was, sorry, I had to turn down the volume. I mean, it was, it was, honestly, it was really impressive. I was extremely impressed with how DJ's bottom game improved. I, I was really impressed. I mean, and that was kind of what, you know, what started to really, and that's what really made the difference. You know, Marais, Marais did a good job of applying pressure from the top. You know, that was one of the things he did a very good job of applying pressure from the top, you know, you know, working, constantly working to pass. But the question was, was how much of the grappling, you know, affected his cardio and affected his ability affected his cardio and affected his ability to fight effectively on the stand-up because going into the third round he was clearly he, he was clearly not he wasn't completely gassed but he was definitely he he definitely slowed down in round three now how much of that was due to him you know trying to stop dj after landing that nasty after that really good head kick or and how how much of or how much of that is due to either the head kick and almost try and om, the head kick how much of that is is you sorry sorry, sorry I sorry I'm all over the place but um now but he was definitely he was definitely he wasn't completely gassed but he definitely slowed down in going into the third round and the question becomes how much of that was due to him trying to finish dj after landing that nasty head kick or how much of that was due to the grappling exchanges because one of the things that i that a lot of people don't understand is you know grapplers wrestlers their cardio is not geared for for long term their cardio is more of a sprinter you know it's not geared to long. if you if you tr if you work with guys who who train from like the old school jujitsu or old school wrestling days they're they they've got cardio for days they will never they they will never you know they, they will never gas out because back then competitions was different and the training was different nowadays grapplers their cardio isn't the same you know it's the same thing with wrestlers you know their cardio isn't the same their cardio is only good for a certain amount of time and you know once they've kind of reached that point they need the moment as i like to call that moment to rest and reset every grappler and every wrestler needs it they need that moment to to catch their breath, reset, get that second win and go. You, you, it's one of the reasons why you'll see like a wrestler or a grappler take a round off, you know, in a fight, whether it's three rounds or four rounds, because they need that moment to catch their breath. And 
that's one and that's one of the surefire ways if you're dealing with a grappler one of the surefire ways to beat a grappler or a wrestler is activity by maintain by maintaining constant activity when you when you when you constantly keep the fight active their car it makes it harder for them to grapple because they're not used to doing so much activity for a long period of time they're only used to doing a certain amount of activity for a short period of time you know and that's and that's the thing for a short period of time you know and that's the thing and dj did a good job of staying active on the bottom and not allowing marias to rest and reset which of course began to affect his ability to stand up due to the fact that his arms was his arms was starting to pump full of blood you know his heart was racing he was trying to get that second win that he needed and then when you add on to the fact that he had dj hurt and literally just went for it and tried to stop him you know that definitely took some and that did, that definitely took some gas out the tank now how much of that now how much of it is more of one or the other i you know i don't know but definitely both of those two factors how much of one was more than the other it's tough to you know you can go back and forth on it but without a doubt those two significant factors is what really changed what is what really changed the fight because going into the third and fourth round the stand up was all dj like dj it was it was crazy because in the first two rounds, Marias was getting the better of the stand-up, but DJ was getting on the better was getting the better of the ground. Even though DJ was on the bottom, just because you're on the bottom doesn't mean you're losing the fight. You know, that's something that a lot of people seem to that's a lot of people don't realize. And DJ was getting the better of the ground from the bottom, which was really interesting, you know, especially because as I pointed out, DJ, he's more of a top game guy. He doesn't really, you don't really see him on the bottom that much. But he was getting the better from the bottom against a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt who, don't get me wrong, you know, would seem to have the edge in, in the ground, who seemed to have more of the edge in the ground department. And DJ would seem to have more of the edge in the stand-up department. But that's not what happened here. Moraes was actually getting the better of the stand-up, and DJ was getting the better of the ground. And that's how the fight was going, and it seemed like that. But once again, as I pointed out, going into the third and fourth round, you could see Moraes. He, you could see that Moraes. He was cut up. His eye was swelling. He was clearly. He clearly had gassed out a little bit not completely but he had clearly slowed down you know and like i you know now you know like i said how much of that was due to the grappling exchanges or him going for the finish when he had dj hurt who knows but definitely those two significant fact those two those two those two factors made a big significance because dj was dominating the stand-up after that he was walking Mariah's down he was you know as he he, he started walking Mariah's down even more in the beginning he was walking Mariah's down in a very methodical pace but going into the third and fourth round he really started to pick up the pace and you started to see it he began to really apply pressure he started to really attack that body you know kicking Marais in the body you know kneeing him in the body every chance he get and i mean he was landing some nasty hooks throughout the entirety of the fight and you know Marais, and it was 
you were kind of wondering like, you know, and you could kind of wondering like, you know, the, what's going to happen. You know, it seemed like the tide was turning. Of course, there was moments where Mariah's would land some shots that made you go, oh shit, he may come back. But, you know, DJ was very smart. He never allowed himself to be caught with the same thing twice. He always made the adjustment and, and going into the fourth round, you know, third and fourth round was just nothing but stand up. It was, it was hardly any grappling. It was no grappling at all. And going into the fourth round, that's what led to the stoppage. You know, Mariah's, you know, DJ was standing straight up. He was coming straight down. Mariah's caught him with a good lead elbow, which you can tell made DJ kind of go, oh shit. And then, you know, coming back down, instead of keeping his head down the center line, he slipped. Now, this is, this is where, this is where the, the finish happened. So DJ comes in, he faints, he comes in in Southpaw. Now DJ likes to switch stances a lot. And what, and if you, and he throws a lot of feints. And one of the things that the announcers pointed out, which I even noticed was Mariah's was biting on a lot of those feints, especially the feint with the left kick, because DJ was throwing that left kick to the body throughout the entirety through the entirety of the third round and was throwing it in the fourth. So fourth round and fourth round, DJ picks up his leg, faints like he's throwing the left kick. Mariah's throws, DJ slips, comes over with a straight right. But instead of throwing the hook, it, instead of throwing a right hook like he was during throwing in the previous rounds, he turned it into a straight right, which of course was also a step through straight right. He cracks Mariah's right on the dome. Mariah's goes on wobbly legs. DJ follows up with a left knee right to the dome, knocking Mariah's out, knocking Mariah's out. Pretty much he knocked Mariah's out the same way Mariah's knocked him out with a knee on the ground. I mean, this, <laughs> that that's pretty much how it went. The same way Mariah's knocked him out, which was a knee on the ground, DJ did the same exact thing to him. And it was just a beautiful setup. I mean, he fainted with the left, slipped, came over with the straight right, stepped through, and then followed up with a knee right afterwards, finishing Marias off. And I mean, it was just, it, the, the sequence was just, was just beautiful. I mean, and once again, if, if he had tried that, you know, with, with keeping his head, if he, if he, if he had tried that without making the adjustment of slipping, he would, he probably would have gotten caught and he probably would have gotten caught and maybe knocked out. But because DJ is so good, because the thing is, DJ is, he's a thinking man's fighter and DJ is so good at recognizing, you know, re recognizing the adjustments he needs to make in the fight. And he's so quick to do so, you know, he was able to, he was able to know, he was able to make that read that I got to slip when I come in, because if I don't, he's going to catch me with something down the middle. And it was just, and that's exactly what he did. Just fainted with the left, slipped, came over with the right, stepped through, and then followed up with the left knee. I mean, with the left knee while Mariah's was on the ground. The exact same way Mariah's did him, knee on the ground. So, dude, it, it, was, it was a really competitive fight. I mean, without a doubt, the fight was really competitive. I mean, it was really close. I mean, the first two rounds... It was like one of those situations where you were like, it was it was very competitive. Um, but third and fourth round, you started to see it was becoming more and more, 
DJ started to take over. And, you know, Marias had some moments. And, you know, kudos to him for, you know, he found ways to stay in the fight. But just that that pace that DJ, you know, but that pace that DJ is able to keep, you know, just always being active, never, never standing still and always switching and feigning and, and reading. It's, you know, he's just so much data that he takes in and so much data that he uses to overload you. It's hard to keep up, you know, you just you get mentally tired just from trying to figure it out out so you know that was just yeah that that sequence was was just beautiful i mean just fainted with the left fainted with the left leg slipped came over with the straight right stepped right through and then followed with the knee that was just that was beautiful i mean you know i mean that that, that was beautiful it reminded me of when marvin Hagler, i think when when marvin Hagler knocked out mungambi and did the similar same thing of course it was boxing they didn't have kicks but it was the same thing where he switched he switched into the le he switched into orthodox came in with the left and as mungambi was he came in with the left he 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 switched to orthodox led with the left and as Mugami was looking to, you know, counter the left, he stepped through with the right, knocking Mugambi out. It was like it was amazing how he did that. Like, yeah, he, he came in with he he came in with the left. He fainted with he came in with the left, using it to draw Mugambi and then stepped through with the right almost immediately, which it was like, yeah. Yeah, that, that's what it reminded me of and pretty much knocking Mugambi out. And that's what it reminded me of, you know, just it, it was it was honestly beautiful. Like, yeah, similar, similar to how Marvin Hagler knocked out Mugambi, just fainted with the left, stepped through with the right. And that was it. And that's what Demetrius Johnson did, except this time it was with a right and a left knee, not just a uh, not with a left and right punch. Yeah, so it was. But man, that was awesome. Uh, like DJ's the man, man. I mean, DJ's the man. I mean, DJ is absolutely the man. And there's without a doubt, I mean, yeah, I'm sorry, but in there, you can't just, yeah, the UFC's divisions, the, the UFC ain't got shit on DJ. I'm just saying, like, if you want to talk about pound for pound list, without a doubt, it's Anderson Silva, Fedor, George St. Pierre, and Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson. That's the MMA Mount, Mount Rushmore right there, With, without a doubt. You cannot say that the, the Mount Rushmore is not those four guys right there. You just you just can't. I mean, who else has done greater than what they've done? And DJ definitely deserves his flowers. I mean, I mean, still dominating a division and two different organizations, a highly stacked talent rich division by the way flyweight is no flyweight is, is is stacked with talent flyweight is no easy division it is stacked with talent and the fact that dj is not only successful but 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 is also not only is dj not only is dj successful but he's able to win world titles in two different organizations is by far impressive i mean it's hard to win one belt in one organization let alone win another belt in another organization especially with a talent stack division like flyweight so yeah i mean 
that fight was awesome. It was it was awesome. I mean, that that left that left that fainting with the kick, you know, that 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 faint with the left leg and then slipping and then following it up with the straight right stepping through and then following up with the left knee was just it was gold. I mean, it, it was absolute gold. Like and I'm yeah, definitely one of my favorite fighters. <laughs> definitely one of my favorite fighters.